Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Growing Up Gaming Podcast. I am your host and moderator, Mike, and as always, I am joined by the head chef of Bubble Grump Shrimp, <laughs> Brandon. I was wondering what that stood for. I saw you in the show notes, you put HC like GBC, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Bubble Gump Shrimp, eh? baby? Uh, have you ever, wait, sorry, Brandon, have you ever gone to Bubble Gump Shrimp? They have it in uh, New York. I have one in like Times Square. Yeah, I've been one in Florida. I think it's oh, in cool. uh, Saint uh, Saint Petersburg on oh, what the fuck John's Pass. There it is. So it's like a waterfront, uh, like or oceanfront fucking nice like thing. It's good. Nice, yeah. perfect place for a uh, bubblegum shrimp. There you go. So. Brandon, uh, or I, I guess not Brandon, for our listeners, if you are new here, welcome to the squad, our fellow Guggernauts. We are Growing Up Gaming, your weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you all of the news, reviews, indie games, and of course, the occasional B-movie. Um, if you do enjoy what you hear, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Growing Up Gaming. And if you want to support the show and are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a comment and a review and just share some love. And that will be the best way that you can help Brandon and I. Yeah, why not? Share some love, you know? Need. Need. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, how are you, <laughs> sir? Uh, I'm not bad, Mike. I'm, uh, I don't know, you're just doing my thing. Got home from work. Nice. Talking to you, which is nice. I got nice. my nice little, uh, my little electronic fireplace going on in the background. You can hear my dish, my washing machine going off in the background too. The <laughs> just living that suburban dream. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's good stuff. And uh, I've just been plugging away at Yakuza more and more. Nice. Uh, and I also started up Pokemon Blue again because I found my one of my old ass Game Boys in the cupboard. And yeah, so you know, it's been pretty fun. Sick. How about you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, like we talked about on the last episode, I am currently off work right now and just Hell thriving. Yeah. I'm thriving in the fun employed <laughs> in the fun employed lifestyle, Brandon. Oh god, yeah. I'm so Waking jealous. up and just like it's still, I'm still trying to keep like a, a good routine. I'm not letting myself go to bed at like five in the morning and wake up at like two in the afternoon. But mm. just enjoying, enjoying, kind of waking up and and doing the things that I want to do and and kind of hanging out and yeah, just just honestly enjoying it. Working on the podcast, I'm able to put a lot of time into to make templates and kind of help us speed up our process. So I, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and can confirm, I know you guys can't see them, but his templates were tight. Neat. I was uh, I was impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sir. This yeah, is the, no the, the, the first of many of templates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you say temp plates or templates? What do you what are you uh, saying there? Usually say templates. No, just <laughs> definitely templates. Templates. Okay. Yeah, templates. Templates. No, templates. Templates. Hmm. You say it yeah. different. Interesting. See, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. How do you say how do you say <laughs> schedule, Brandon? Schedule. Okay, good. I think yeah. only, I fucking I. It's one of those things I hate when people schedule. say schedule. It drives yeah. me nuts. If you don't have an English accent, don't fucking do it. Yeah, 100%. like that's it. <laughs> that, that, that's what it comes down to. Oh, oh, some mm. people, Brandon. Some yes, people. exactly. But either way, Brandon. Swines. Oh, let's yeah. kick off, Brandon. Oh, actually, no, let's, let's not kick off. Let's first let people know that um, we are also every Thursday. We release every Thursday, like you're listening to us right now, as well as we have our Sunday Fun Day episode, which releases on Sunday. Um, that episode there is usually kind of moving away from the news and jumping more into some of the B movies, some of the indie love, um, the stuff that Brandon and I would like 
continue to enjoy talking about. So <laughs> check us out. Um, again, appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the love. And Brandon, I guess with that, let's get down to business. Giggity, giggity. Yeah. All right, Brandon, as always, let's kick off the show with In the News. All right, Brandon, let's kick off the first news article of the week in. That was the Square Enix Presents, their spring 2021 showcase. So Square Enix, the really cool game company, I guess, uh, had their... Had Way to their, narrow it down. Thanks, buddy. Uh, had their spring 2021 kind of showcase, just showing off all the games that are kind of currently coming out and what the, the, the upgrades of those games are going to be, as well as introducing a couple new ones. So really good stuff. It was about 40 minutes long, um, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty... It had good pacing. The games, the games themselves were pretty interesting. And um, yeah, I guess let's go through it. So to start off, I guess let's, um, we'll do more of kind of an honorary mention and and I don't want to spend all the time going through each and every single thing, but we can do an honorary mention. Brandon, if there's anything you want to talk about a particular game, as I say it, um, just jump in and we can kind of stop and chat and then we'll get to some of the bigger announcements. Sound good? Sounds good. Coolio. First honorable mention is Balan Wonderworld. It is a 3D platform that looks cool. It looks weird. Um, it's directed by Yuji Naka and Yuji Naka is very infamous for working on Sonic on many of the Sonic games from back in the nineties, as well as early two thousands. Um, and same with the art director. So the art director of the game was with Fujinaka, um, making Sonic games and also worked on blue dragon, the Xbox 360 big JRPG, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that was one where when I was flipping through his list of things he's worked on, I saw blue dragon. I'm like, holy shit. Like. I kind of forgot that game existed, but I remember really enjoying it, playing it. Uh, Just like cool little JRPG, but everybody gets this fucking blue dragon. But the blue dragon that comes out of them is different for different classes. Ah, It was really cool. Fun Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, the game itself is more of kind of like a 3D puzzle puzzler game that you're running around uh, solving puzzles. It looks pretty cool. I actually downloaded the, even before this direct, I actually downloaded the um, demo on my Switch, but I haven't had a chance to check it out. So I won't go too deep into it now. I'll check out the demo and see if we want to kind of convert, run back with it. Uh, anything to add, Brandon, I guess on that one before we move on? Not really. Like I saw the trailer, it kind of looked wacky and like all out there. And my, my thoughts was like, Oh, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like pass, like I probably won't ever look at this again, unless yeah. for some reason <laughs> it comes out being like, like nine out of 10 and yeah, just game, like, game this is the, the next Astros playroom. <laughs> like this is fucking yeah. the it, uh, platformer. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think it just from the looks of it, it looks cool, but whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll check out the demo and I'll, and I'll get back to you on that one. Exactly. All right, so next is Marvel Avengers, the Hawkeye DLC. So this is the DLC that comes that just came out, and you get to play as Hawkeye, Brandon's favorite Avenger. Yeah, and the DLC it, that nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a continuation of kind of the main story, and again, you you get to play as Hawkeye. Um, to his credit, I know you don't like him, but he actually looks pretty cool in the game. Uh, he has his katana, he has his cool arrows, and they really know, try to make him cool like I, I feel like they've given too much effort like especially in the marvel movies to try and make hawkeye interesting yeah, when he runs Renner. out of arrows he's not a superhero that's not a superpower that's being <laughs> fucking modern like modern day robin hood 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's but cool, but ac- whatever. That accuracy. And he's got explosive arrows and ice arrows and, like, yeah, zipline arrows. But when he runs out, what does he do? <laughs> I don't know. Gets more arrows. Um, <laughs> so, either way, the game did come... Or, the, the DLC is now out, as well as the PS5 additional patch, which is pretty cool. So, kind of upgraded graphics, a lot faster loading times, all that good stuff. Um, but, kind of, the, the two things that I did also enjoy about this is, A, they announced what their next character DLC is, besides Spider-Man, who is coming exclusively to PlayStation. But, they announced Black Panther is going to be the next DLC character. And he looks pretty cool. The trailer's pretty short. It's like a minute long. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty hype. And I like I like the character design that they have for this this Black Panther. See, that's cooler to me. Black Panther's got a lot more of a following, a lot more interesting, uh, huge world backstory, like everything. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye is a regular-ass dude that can really be really fucking accurate. You would not want to get hustled by him at darts in a pool, <laughs> like in a pub, you know? Well. Yeah. Also, R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Yes, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bro. Um, <laughs> and and I guess just in general, it's nice to see them continuing to support the game. And and I think one of the cool things that they're doing is all of the DLC that's characters and everything else is all free, yeah. which is really nice. And and again, I know I know the game launched to some kind of mixed reviews. A lot of people were saying after you get through it, it's kind of boring and there's not all tons to do but they have stuff lined up for spring there for summer and then past that and with, with black panther coming out some point by the end of this year yeah so. it, it is one of those games that i know when it was announced a square enix game that was fucking avengers but rpg and looter shooter kind of it's that who doesn't that sound cool to you know yeah it's the uh, dream and then I remember the unfavorable reviews made me not pre-order it or buy it at all. And then I remember it took, I don't know, like a couple of months ago. I remember it was on sale for 40 bucks, And I figured, fuck it. Like, I'm going to jump in. I had nothing really yeah. going on for games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I played like 10, 15 hours of it. And it is actually really cool. Like, the story is cool. Uh it is very fun to like for particular me Hulk the favorite yeah, I was of mine say, definitely uh, definitely went Hulk <laughs> yeah the second I get control of Hulk and I'm like he's one of the first characters you play through in the story he, and it just feels fucking awesome like you act, the superheroes do feel amazingly distinguished uh, yeah. Iron Man plays ex- almost exactly like Anthem in the flying capa- like mechanics like cool. Anthem the funny part to me actually just a little bit of like a two second divergent here uh i remember when i played the iron man i'm like oh wow it does feel like anthem but i'm like anthem still had better flying controls and flying combat and it just made me think of just the disappointment again <laughs> and like how much raw its ugly head yeah man like how much raw potential was in that game and oh, it just made me God. think like oh, whatever oh, brandon, I digress. brandon brandon yeah you got you got you have outriders coming which i feel like is is like it will make up for all of the the losses that anthem has given to you oh yeah they know that's gonna be a great little uh looter shooter or yeah. yeah literally looter shooter but yeah yeah at the end of the day man i'd say if you're a big marvel fan and either one of these characters sound cool to you you can get that game real cheap and you're gonna get your money's worth of enjoyment out of it if you're a yeah, marvel yeah. fan i want to check it out because i know like you said the story is supposed to be great so i've heard nothing but good things about the good. story um and 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 all that and plus i'm, I'm really not the type to like after that game is done, like, I don't think I'll go back and keep grinding. Like, that's not usually my game style no. or just like, I don't, I just also don't have the time for it. Um, but I do, I do, or would want to play through the, uh, the story missions. So 
It is really cool. And uh, Camilla Khan, uh, yeah. she's the main protagonist, basically, of the story. Like, you yep. kind of, that's how it starts off. Mm-hmm. And it is a really cool thing to see a character that I really knew nothing about uh, and actually get to know their story. And it, it's a really charming story, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do plan to go back and finish it at some point, but I was waiting for the PS5 update to play it. Coolio. Coolio. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, Brandon, yeah. let's keep it rolling. Um, mm-hmm. So next kind of honorary mention is Tomb Raider De- Definitive Survival Trilogy. So Ooh. again, they are going to be bundling the Tomb Raider kind of three pack of the last three games that just came out. And um, honestly, this one doesn't, really interests me only because i feel like they've bundled a they've already bundled i'm pretty sure these three games before on ps plus last yeah like there's like free on ps plus all the time like it's just one of those games where i this like the tomb raider trilogy they just keep repackaging in different ways and trying to resell over and over again um i think there's part of the thing with that was that the first one the reboot blew people's mm -hmm. minds like it was amazing it it was literally like uncharted but uh deeper with rpg style mechanic like more action adventure more action rpg sorry than uh than uncharted and it was bright and fun and new and awesome but the problem was these games came out with timed exclusives on xbox yeah Uh, so a lot of the hype initially all dumped over and then everybody that was looking to play them on playstation like their market was tapped and the xbox sales were not the best and then i think the third one was even longer don't quote me on this but the third one I remember because I played the first one. I played the second one. I owned both those games on Xbox because they were yeah, time just the to- Tomb Raider, Rise of Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider are the three. Yeah, the third one I never even knew existed. Like it's I good though. All that's three the of them like, are amazing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people always say how good they are, but I'm like the third one. I didn't even know a third one came out. Yeah, and like that's that's marketing failure right there. Because I was mm-hmm. like I'm one of those people that played and bought the previous two. So, mm-hmm. but now I get well, the third one for free with PS Plus. So yeah, boy, suck it. Um, but one one cool thing that I actually just did see: if you mm-hmm. do, or if you are interested in this trilogy, um, mm-hmm. if you haven't played the three, if you if you miss kind of the PS Plus, whatever it is, um, it's actually on sale right now for nineteen ninety nine. Oh, for all three, exciting. which is pretty good. So it's on sale. <laughs> it's down from forty nine ninety nine. So it's going to be more of like a budget trilogy, which I think is the right move. But right now it's sixty percent off. So that's that's a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. for all three itself. But and, uh, also, oh, sorry, Brandon, go. Oh, and I was just going to say, and it's pretty cool. I think you were actually just about to say this, <laughs> that they uh, Netflix kind of signed on train with yeah, this. Well, is yeah. doing an animated Tomb Raider series. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I'll watch that. I'll watch the shit out of that. Yeah, of course, which I thought was just kind of funny because the, the thing that I read said that they're going to try and go with like the original game storylines and mm-hmm. try and tie it into the somewhat newer, newer style ones like the uh, Tomb Raider cool. and try and bridge that gap. And the other thing, too, was from uh, just watching the death battle with, I think, Laura Croft versus somebody. They show her pushing fucking boulders and just like 8,000 pound boulders and whatnot in the original ones. So how are you going to tie those stories together where she was basically a superhero, with like super strength and like all this mm-hmm, other stuff, mm-hmm. and then tie her into the more realistic new games where <laughs> the new games are just like they're, she's just a normal ass person. Uh, it was Laura Croft versus Nathan Drake. Which is a pretty oh. good death battle. Yeah, there you go. It's actually uh, very okay. fitting. Yeah, it's great show. If anyone out there is a giant nerd like us and hasn't heard of death battles, go check it out. It's Rooster oh, Teeth yeah. uh, that puts it out, and it's literally they take 
someone like Nathan Drake, Tomb Raider, Harry Potter versus Luke Skywalker, and they do a legit breakdown, like like insane amounts of research and like a half hour breakdown on everybody's stats and powers, and then they make them fight in a pre-rendered uh, battle scene with yeah, varying levels of graphics. Sick. Yeah, they're all really good. And uh, Laura Croft does, in fact, kill Nathan Drake in that video. Yeah. She pushes Spoilers. a goddamn mountain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brendan, let's continue on. Yeah, yeah, um, So, no, no, don't be sorry. It's good. <laughs> um, so, they also announced Just Cause uh, is coming out on mobile. So, Just Cause mobile is coming out. Um, I think this could be really cool. Or, uh, at least I do agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a going to be a top-down free-to-play mobile shooter. Brandon, do you th- is it just a port, or to your knowledge, is it just a port of Just Cause? No, from what I understand, it's it's a legit like made-up game. Like they're doing a oh, full cool. can- like top-down style because Just Cause is a third-person shooter, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so they're doing a top-down style, uh, four-player co-op missions, a fully rendered, fully done campaign for that you can also do solo, and then uh like a 30 person online player like battle royale i think sick yeah man it looks good it looks so, cool i'll definitely I think be it's downloading free that one. too isn't it yep yep yeah so there you go like well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be i'm sure it'll have a fuck ton of microtransactions but oh, it's yeah. free to download at least yeah i'll take that yeah of course like i have yes. no problem playing a free game and then if i like it spending uh like 10 or 15 dollars on random shit just to help support the game yeah, like, of course. Like, if it's worth it too, like there's games that we've sunk hundreds of thousands of hours on mobile, so it's like I don't mind paying for it. Like yeah. going back, I know we talk about it every episode, but like the cost of entertainment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's a microtransaction, but whatever, fuck it. <laughs> exactly. If you su- help support the teams, like it's You'll it's do. showing love for the industry, you know. Is a go. Um, yeah. and then last thing on the honorable mention was Space Invaders AR. So augmented reality is coming to Space Invaders, kind of like Pokemon Go style, but with Space Invaders coming to real life. Um, it looked pretty cool. Same thing, kind of a short trailer there, but mm-hmm. I'm with it. Yeah, they didn't they didn't really show any gameplay of it or like what it would look like. They just kind of did a trailer of like people just sucking Space Invaders dick and like and just <laughs> and just like really fluffing it up and then they said coming to like real life which i'm cool that sounds awesome i'll play like i'll download it and give it a try and see how she goes hells yeah, yeah. space invaders space invaders pretty cool yeah you know it's a pretty good game that's all right yeah. um all right brandon so let's get to <laughs> kind of the three bigger bigger ones here so let's start yes. off with the new life is strange Ooh. um so life is strange true colors it's going to be coming out september the 10th on all major platforms except for switch and no longer is it going to be episodic so the original life is strange was released in a number of episodes and then it had some dlc and stuff like that on top of it but this one's just going to be one kind of standalone game i'm sure they'll do some dlc after um but you play as a character named alex chen and she's a young asian american and pretty much she moves to a small town in colorado to kind of reconnect with her brother and then i believe her brother passes away and it's kind of her going into figuring out what exactly what like went on um i think it starts off with it being more of a like accidental murder but then you kind of peel away the layers of the onions and there's there's more to be told and more to be found which sounds pretty cool um i'm in on that type of game in terms of just like story driven and like life is strange in general is very narrative driven game Mm -hmm. 
That's fair to say for sure. And I remember thinking like, so I watched the trailer for this and I kind of <laughs> thought it was funny because they, they go over all everything that Mike said. And then at one point in the trailer, she's like, and I have special powers. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, like where, where's this going? She's like, I can feel what other people feel. I'm like, what a fucking shit power. <laughs> like you imagine rolling into the justice league with like, I could tell Batman's angry. He's like, yeah, bitch, like fucking pull your weight. Like, Joker's blowing up a, a building. Like, what are you going to do? Tell me how mad he is? It's the worst fucking power of life. Uh, so her but- actual her actual power is psychic. She has psychic empathy, which... <laughs> it doesn't is- make it better. All that means is that it's she... It's kind of cool, though. She, I feel like... Like, you know, in terms of maybe real life, you know, like, no superpowers exist anywhere on the planet, so you don't have to worry about evil villains or whatnot. Being able to look at somebody... And give them a present and just know their disappointment. Do you do you want that power? Like who wants Brandon that shit? After every time, every time you finish making the doing the naughty, and then the you see smush, just smush. how disappointed, just how disappointed. <laughs> but then I look in the mirror and I see how happy I am, and I just reset. <laughs> uh, but that, that that was my thought, where I'm like, what a shit power. But whatever, it actually plays in very well to the super duper hip. Uh, just feel of this game mm-hmm. but yeah I, I thought it was cool because I, I i when i watched it i'm like you know what i feel like this could be a good tv show so i'm like let mm-hmm. me do the sample here and i made my wife watch the trailer and at the end of it she's like yeah you know what? if that was a netflix show i'd watch it yeah uh, beautiful and, and graphics yeah the graphics look really great and and like the original life is strange i actually have it but i've never i feel like that's another game that i gotta add on to my list because like it's like one again it's one of those games that i know is really good um mm-hmm. i enjoy that kind of story driven game the first one takes place your student in a new high school and it's more of like Ooh. a high school type drama okay. um and then same thing where she has the ability to um i actually don't know what her power is but there is a power of okay. similar to kind of the psychic empathy in the first one as well. <laughs> so it's like persona 5 but without the monsters and like demon realm battles yeah yeah, yeah. it's like literally <laughs> like 13 reasons why with empathy psychology like yeah. Psych- psychic <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know what uh realistically if you do if th- this sounds interesting and you're kind of curious of any of the other games uh it's gonna come up in it's kind of attached to this one, so whatever. I'm just gonna say it. Uh, they also yeah. announced that they're gonna remaster, or they've remastered and redone the previous two Life is Strange games, mm-hmm. and you can actually buy those as a bundle with this one as the ultimate edition. Uh, and then that way you get all three games of like all the DLC, all the episodes of the first two games, and you're probably looking at a lot of fucking hours. Yeah, and uh, that that's a lot of hours. That's a lot of game right there. Yeah. Um, that actually might be the way to go about. I'm gonna again. I'm gonna double check and see. Like, if I have Life is Strange, kind of all of the the first one, I might mm-hmm. just sit and play through it. If I enjoy it, then it's definitely like okay, I, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up this bad boy. Yeah, and like for all of my jokes and stuff, whatever of like it being so hip and and all <laughs> that stuff, it does look like a really cool. Like it looks like this is a movie. Like if you played this trailer to someone that had their eyes closed you would think that this was a movie like this the trailer quality was excellent the music was excellent they really pushed the feels on you yeah yeah uh, and and apparently it doesn't let up like in the game like Ugh. lots of feels very feels driven yeah there you go 
Neat. So yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm sure it's going to get re- good reviews. Like the other ones got like high sevens, eights from what I what I was looking, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, just a shit power, <laughs> buddy. Just because you don't have the power of psychic empathy, I mean, you have to ruin el- everyone else's parade. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? So if she could like manipulate other people's emotions, then you're getting a little cooler. Like. This is just literally knowing the disappointment in the room. No, but it's you... not just knowing. They say like it's like you she can, feels like it. She can feel it, which is like that's okay. That's pretty powerful. Imagine like being able to like feel someone else's emotions. Like that would cool. fuck you up. Well, that's one thing too. And she also it says that if she goes deep enough, she can actually feel why they're upset or why they're feeling like they are or why they're happy. So you're like kind of mind reading in a way. So mm-hmm. like she needs to get in a hyperbolic time chamber and master that shit down. And fucking become like a massive telepath. I'm sure it'll get cooler as the game goes, or like as the game goes on. I'm sure it'll lead to like she's get better at harnessing it. Either way, yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, get back to that one at some point when it does come out, or mm-hmm. if I do enjoy the other one, and we can add it onto a first four or one of those type of one of those type of deals. You know? Yeah, sounds good, bud. Coolio. All right, Brandon. Next was, or I guess is how they kicked off their show, but it was um, more information about Outriders. Yeah. Which looks dope. Also, Brandon, I know we talked about it a lot or quite a bit last week, but mm. um, yeah, I played the demo. Loved it. It was, it's just as good Fucking and eight. really cool as what you're talking about. Although I didn't like my class. I didn't like the class that I went with. Which one did you go with? Um, Trickster. Which like, what did you what didn't you like about Trickster? It was it was so fast and like teleporty and so much fun. I don't know. It's just like well, I guess because when you're starting off, you're running around and it's like I don't know. Am I supposed to like be using my melee attack? Like is that the Trickster's like big kind of like thing? I know you get the the blade slash, the horizontal blade slash that goes and kills a bunch of yeah, people. It was cool. Which and then turns the them inside that... out and into skeletons and shit. Like it's a one yeah, hit kill an- for the everything. The animation is really cool. Um, it was like it reminded me of terminator 2 you know when the when the when the bomb hits and it turns the thing the skeletons holding onto the fence yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's so the trickster that's what you like you pretty much do you kind of fuck with them teleport behind them like pop your bubble freeze them in place so that they can't really move and then you can just like shoot the fuck out of them push them together if there's a good pack of maybe three or four enemies on one side then you do your melee sword swing they're dead instantly and then yeah. basically you've eliminated half of their like half their party like you can just cause havoc and then if you have a like um like if you have a trickster and a pyromancer as a co-op thing while they're in that frozen bubble the pyromancer can line up his fire shots perfectly and then light their asses on fire and start murdering the other like it, okay it's pretty tricksters cool. I, I gotta go i gotta go so tank. good i feel like i feel like tank is my calling oh, i still want to try that the the turret specialist guy i didn't realize yeah. so in this demo they show uh like maybe a 30 second to two minute long clip of what each class's uh combat style looks like mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that the techromancer was like summoning turrets that like drop fucking fire from the sky and like all this other crazy shit yeah so that's the the long range like the sniper class yeah he looked he looked sick Mm -hmm. and even the tank when he's like teleporting in from the sky and just crushing people with his mass and like summoning rock armor around him and just blowing people up yeah man it's wild 
It's dope. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I, I'm very excited. Even if I don't get this game, I'm just excited for you. I'm, I'm <laughs> very excited. I'm like I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I, I needed this. <laughs> Need. Um, okay, and then lastly, or anything, I guess anything else for for um, Outriders? Uh, we talked a, a ton about it before through the demo. Okay. So I think, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's not going to be the last time it comes up too. Yeah. And just on a quick finish, then is that I think the the breakdown of all the gameplay is six minutes. If you didn't install the demo, but you were still curious, maybe just too lazy to to download it and try it, watch the six minute gameplay breakdown of the four classes and everything. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to play it after watching that, then this game is not going to be for you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I imagine I'll, most most of that watch will will need. Yeah, I'll post uh, I'll post the videos and I'll post the videos for all the games that we spoke about from Balan's War- Wonderworld, what a stupid name, yeah. uh, all the way to Life is Strange and, and everything else. So I'll I'll post those in the show notes so you can check them out there. But the final announcement of the day was I actually wasn't expecting it. I also actually forgot that Square Enix made this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a play. I thought like Sony like first party people made it. Either way, um, it's Project Athea. And Project Athea is now known. So that was kind of the like the project name of it. That wasn't the the full name, and is now known as Forspoken, which <laughs> should have left it as Project Athea. Or Forspoken Athea, is a little like... not great. Oh, but... It looks cool though. It looks cool. Oh, the game looks amazing. Oh, the game. But looks the title. Amazing. The title. I don't mind. I, mean, I don't like... mind the title. Yeah, but I'd I'd sooner buy like project athia you know if i'm walking through like through an eb back when we could do that and i look over and i see the titles project athia it's more eye-catching to me a little bit more like a good mouthfeel saying project athia yeah athia is force spoken kind of sounds like you trip over like force spoken force you know what i mean like it's force spoken yeah it's not not great but i know what you mean whatever either way um, so Project <clears throat> Athea, we'll just call it Project Athea from now on because I know you like it. Um, yeah. So it was originally shown <laughs> back in June of 2020 at the PlayStation event. And when they showed this game, it was just one of those games that was showing off kind of like the Unreal technology as well. And just one of those games that when they first showed that trailer, it was like, holy fuck. Like this is this yes. to me. This to me when I saw this trailer was the first time that like next gen felt like it was next gen you know what i mean yeah which it, this one is uh advertised as a ps5 exclusive yeah so you know what that's which is nice because when they have to make cross-platform games they really do suffer uh and i think this is this is being projected to be 2022 which probably, probably will be pushed to 2023 which is kind of that that window where you start to leave the previous generation behind and you start to get uh, like Horizon Zero Dawn, when that came out, that was a f- a P- like a Sony exclusive, PS4. So that was one of the first games, at least, that allowed them to actually build a game for that hardware to really show off the graphic potentials. And I, a lot of people say that that game was the one that felt like next gen is finally here. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we get that type of experience before we get Project Athia, but still, <laughs> I'm uh, sure we will yeah hopefully yeah but. yeah so the the game is made by luminous studios and, and luminous is a newer studio it was found back in 2018 but it's pretty much made up by a ton of various square enix people so a lot of the, the a lot of the the team members there's about 150 right now um and most of them worked on final fantasy 15 brand did you play final fantasy 15 hell yeah that was, was it good 
Yeah, it's badass Final Fantasy monsters open world with a like you roll around in this basically like this souped up looking caddy. Yeah, that's just say, like that's one with the convertible, right? Yeah, like there's such a a funny weird thing to put into kind of a medieval style Final Fantasy game with monsters. Like you could just be rolling by these epic mountain tall creatures in your Cadillac. <laughs> Looks so sick. Cool. Yeah, um, it, it was a good one. The game, the game itself is, it looks really cool. It's kind of like when it looks like when you're walking around, it's more of the God of War, like the PS4 God of War um, kind of camera angle. Mm-hmm. But then the movement of it really reminded me of Spider-Man. Like, oh, when she, like z- yeah, oh, yeah. she like zip through and stuff. Like it definitely looked and felt like Spider-Man. Very like kind of quick action adventure. The combat looks really cool. Um I think like the even with the trailer, like the first sentence of the trailer is like, "What the fuck is that?" And it's like, "It's a dragon." And I was like, "Oh God, Brandon's already." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they show some demon, like giant werewolf-looking thing, just walking through a spooky forest, oozing yellow out of its body, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> like you, <laughs> you got dragons, pre-order. you got werewolves. Pre-orders already. In. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like even if you guys, um, and by you guys, like the listeners aren't really Them big Gugganats. into the whole like werewolves yeah in in um dragons all that stuff still check out this trailer because again it's like i'm not huge into into the dragon lore of stuff but this game has me excited no one's perfect mike i know buddy i know <laughs> but yeah oh that's kind of the that was the square enix spring 2021 showcase i was very happy about it i'm i'm i love the fact that all of these companies are starting to throw on their own kind of showcases i like showcases <laughs> they're like always fun and you just get to see everything that's coming out yeah and this way you kind of get more like we're getting them more regularly more often just because every couple weeks a different company is doing their own thing Mm -hmm. which realistically this this trend started kind of started before this is a huge tangent so i'm just going to brief cole's note it uh with with the whole e3 like it's e3 has been deteriorating for for years and like different people have been falling off Nintendo pulled out, started doing their directs that they would stream through E3. Like Sony mm-hmm. last year just was like, no, we're not coming. Like it's and part of that has to do because of the amount of money that they actually have to pay to be a part of E3. And Absolutely. now with this digital age where companies can just be like, hey, we're just going to release this onto YouTube. Yeah, probably for free. YouTube's probably paying them realistically to do it because of the amount of ad generation that they can get. So like it's kind of a i'm hoping this is the new wave of the future that this is what we get i think it will be for sure and especially because like you said like with e3 people like everything comes down to attention span right so with Mm -hmm. e3 there's hundreds of booths there's all these games and it's hard to get people like listening and paying attention to what you're trying to say um and only the big guys like playstation microsoft they have their conferences but this way here it's like yeah it's just direct to consumer all of the big kind of even like the big youtube people like your easy allies your ign's your all that like they do their reaction videos and all that so people like a lot of eyes go on it yeah um and then it just lives up there and people can always go back to it later on and rewatch it and like you don't have to watch it right when it launches and you don't really miss much, right? Yeah, and it's not so overwhelming. Like I still like we used to watch E3 all the time. Like I 
remember spending days in Mike's basement back in the day <laughs> and just watching. He's like, what did I miss? I went to the bathroom. Like, what what, what happened? Yeah. And once you get out of the conferences, it's kind of almost overwhelming because you're like, all right, we're doing a deep dive with this team on this website. And then this website's talking to this team. And then this is happening. And I'm like, uh, eventually I hit a point where I'm like, I got to watch the highlight reel when it's done. Like, yeah, I, too much. So, too much, but I do yeah. miss me E3, but it will come back. It was either nice. way. Yeah. Um, all right, Brandon, continuing on. Article yes. number two. So, Sony has bought Evo, the fighting tournament, Ooh. which is really cool. Evo is very awesome. Um, so, Mikey, so tell I, me what Evo is for the uninitiated. So, pretty much in the fighting game scene, Evo is like the Super Bowl of fighting games. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it works is Evo itself is the overarching competition, but then within Evo they have Street Fighter, you have Mortal Kombat, Super Smash Brothers. Um, all of the fighting games have their own kind of tournament style brackets with some of like the biggest names in the world. Um, in terms of their respective fighting game community, people like Sonic Fox and stuff like that, and it's just a really fun, like event in 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 tournament it takes place usually over a weekend or or even a couple of days more than that and yeah like i've always i've always tuned in pretty much i'll I'll usually tune in for the finales of marvel's capcom street fighter and mortal kombat are the ones that i'll usually tune in for and it's just really cool like seeing people that are that good at fighting games like brandon you and i we play mortal kombat quite a bit when we're hanging out with friends and stuff like that yeah but like when you like us playing mortal kombat compared to them playing mortal kombat where they know Mm -hmm. iframes and they know like exactly like to the frame of when they have to block and when with their (laughs) and they have strategy and and just everything about it it's so cool and so interesting to watch because it's like yeah it's a fighting game much like much like any real fighting like there's a level of strategy to it and and there's counters for every move right yeah like it's one of those things where like there's in a lot of these types of games for every counter there's a counter counter and the counter 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 and it's kind of like who's gonna fuck up the counter first and then like uh, yeah i could Just, see that. Yeah, it's like a, a big game big game of rock paper scissors yeah <laughs> yeah with like <laughs> intense graphics and like spines being broken and all Amazing. that stuff yeah so either way so sony has officially bought the tournament now with that being said they they have said that evo is still going to be like if if nintendo does want to come to evo and if other like mortal kombat's obviously very cross-platform mm-hmm. um still still welcome but it will now pretty much be a sony ran event so which oh, like go you know with, it branded. With i know exactly sparks, what you're gonna yeah say. exactly what sparks my interest because like hmm sony's buying the biggest fighting hmm. game tournament in the world it's coming back yeah maybe. bring back to dist- or uh d- <laughs> fucking PlayStation all-stars battle battle royale yeah all- PlayStation all-stars yeah yeah battle royale all-stars that ps3 Ooh. title that foot put up like papa the rapper versus dante versus kratos and uh super smash bros style clone-ish style game first off brandon it's parappa the rapper put some respect on his name oh shit <laughs> my apologies parappa the rapper but Dude, perhaps that like oh, i loved that game i loved playing that fighting game it was not smash level but i loved being able to take like sony characters like just super fun sony characters and just go f- like fuck around with them yeah. like nathan drake versus kratos shit like that 
Yep. And I think with number two, it's just going to... I think they'll do a very good job with number two. Especially now that, like, the PlayStation ethos or like the characters of the playstation world is so much more expanded from that since that point yeah man jin sakai versus fucking dante like just a badass sword battling competition yeah it'll be dope but i do agree with you i think with them owning this fighting tournament like they will hopefully for sure be announcing playstation all-stars battle royale too um Mm-hmm. That is the dream. So continuing on with the story. So Sony uh, Interactive Entertainment. So they actually partnered up with this new esports company called RTS. And the it's an esport or sorry, it's actually like an esport venture from the bigger company, which is mm. the Endeavor Group. And when I was looking up the Endeavor Group, because I was like, I, I've heard this name before, um, but they're actually a huge holding company. And they're the owners. They Holy own UFC. Shit. Okay. So, so they're the they're the parent company that bought uh, Zufa or, or mm-hmm. like also the UFC for four billion dollars. They also own Miss Universe, Miss Teen USA, as well as the Professional <laughs> Bull Riding League, um, and like combo. a whole other like slew of different things. Yeah, they own like and they they have their fingers in NFL and MLB, and they're just oh, a yeah, massive. They don't massive, have their fingers like, in Miss Teen USA. That's. so um after that so now they've released this new this new kind of chain of business the rts company and that is their venture into esports so just proving out that esports is here to stay and it will continue to get bigger um so but pretty much for the last handful of years like sony has been really big in the fighting scene tournament like street fighter 5 is a playstation console exclusive and even like the new guilty gear game that's coming out guilty gear strive that's also going to be a playstation exclusive so they they've definitely been putting their work in to kind of own the fighting like landscape besides obviously super smash Bros. which is like i know this comes up a lot just because we even talked about it with uh with the purchase of zenimax by by microsoft and waiting for sony's response which like kind of mm-hmm. unanimously agree they don't really need to respond because they at the at least now because they've been dominating but this is also kind of a, a response in its own way they bought the biggest fighting tournament yeah. in the world uh that's huge yeah. <laughs> like so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know I, I think this is pretty cool yeah, I agree with you. I think it is quite cool. So Nintendo did respond and they put out their statement just saying Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans in past Evo tournaments and wish the show organizers the best in the with their new ventures. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournaments actively, um, said a sales spoke, uh, a, a spokesperson sorry for Nintendo. Pretty much I read that as thank you yeah, Evo, but that like, sounds adios. like a departure um but yeah but honestly like nintendo's been real bad about their whole thing of like their super smash brothers like nintendo has not supported super smash brothers in terms of fighting game communities there's a whole thing with like super smash brothers melee which is still mm-hmm. very very popular um nintendo for years has not only like failed to promote tournaments or be part of tournaments but has gone as far as actually shutting down did hear about that actually there was somebody organized a tournament with smash bros uh, melee and they shut it down and they wouldn't even not because they didn't want to lend the license or anything they just didn't want it to happen it's weird yeah because they want people to be playing all-stars and shit like that but it's like that's yeah. a, it's a whole other topic but nintendo kind of they do suck for that um a big part and the other kind of thing about nintendo also bouncing is so 
Evo is, for at least this year, Evo is going to be online, like an online-only event. And Nintendo's online code for Super Smash Brothers sucks, <laughs> sucks dick. Cucks. <laughs> so it's like, their Super Smash Bros actually can't even... I don't think they could do tournament, like a proper tournament style online, because I don't think their, their online code supports it to be that accurate. So Nintendo also kind of requires it to be an offline, like yeah, in-person tournament. So that could be it too. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and like I was just saying, so uh, Evo did not play take place last year in 2020 due to the COVID kind of pandemic. So they, they did unfortunately shut it down. But this year it is going to be held digitally on August 6th through 8th. Um, and then from August 13th through 15th. And games will be including Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, Mortal Kombat 11, as well as Guilty Gear and uh, some other kind of smaller, smaller nice. uh, fighting games there. That's cool. Yeah, bro. So should be pretty sweet. Um, all right, Brendan, last final news article. There is a new Resident Ooh. Evil movie on the now that way. Is some big news. So, yeah, so it's going to be a complete reboot. Obviously, we have the Mila Jovich, I think that's how you pronounce her names, but you have all of those Resident Evil movies, that big franchise. That franchise actually has grossed like a, yeah, a way more than it deserves. Money. Like, I'm talking, I'm talking like. Yeah, like I'm talking about like over like almost two billion dollars, <laughs> which is ridiculous because those movies make no sense. Like the first one, yeah, okay, it makes sense, but then it just gets ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 yeah, one point two billion dollars for uh for all those God, box damn, office a lot movies. Of money. Either way, wild. So this, but this movie here is not going to be affiliated with any of those. They're starting from scratch. They're going to be starting. I'm guessing they're like Resident Evil universe like movies, especially with how big mm. the games have become again, um, and just actually how great the games have become again. So this movie is going to be called Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. It is going to be directed by Jonas Roberts, and Jonas actually was the guy who directed 47 Meters Below, which is like low key a pretty good movie. <laughs> What's uh, I don't have think you seen so. it? It's the two girls. The two girls they go to Mexico and they go shark and they go in the cage for oh. like they go shark diving or whatever in the cage and then yes, the cage okay. falls and it's like them trying to survive underwater. It's actually pretty good. It, and as someone like I have my I have my paddy okay. like my scuba license. So as someone who's like spent time underwater, it's like yo, movie <laughs> looks like they make a sec uh, made a second one called Uncaged. Yeah, so he he also did the second one. I haven't watched the second one yet, Brandon. I think we should add that to our list of oh, get drunk yeah. B movies. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he also did um, the latest Strangers movie. So the Strangers okay. Pray at Night. Um, not as good. Not as good as the okay. first Strangers movie. He, pretty much for the movie itself so kind of the synopsis the movie is very much an origin story of resident evils uh robert said it it's an assembly piece assembly piece uh and raccoon city plays a big part and character in this movie it's about this group of people from all different diversities and angles um some coming into town some who have been in the town and it's all of them meeting up over this faithful night and by that faithful night i'm guessing it means when raccoon city all goes to shit for the first time resident evil one two and three all lumped together into one yeah and it's got it's got all of our favorite characters brandon so the film itself is going to have everyone from claire redfield jill valentine albert wesker um it's got chris redfield leon kennedy ada wong and of course chief (laughs) brian irons (laughs) yeah so you got the cast basically of of the first three almost first three games 
which really, yeah, the third one ties mm-hmm. right into two directly. So all you got to do is start off at the mansion in the first one and just go from there. So I wonder, though, if they're going to do this, uh, try and lump all three of those storylines together into one movie or if they're actually going to pace it and no, do like definitely they got they, they're going to space this shit out this thing's gonna yeah, make seriously. a shit ton of money like a good <laughs> resident evil movie oh get, get on with it <laughs> <clears throat> let's go um so the cast itself there is a lot of them so i don't really want to spend too much time plus we all know i'm really bad at pronouncing <laughs> names um so <laughs> claire redfield is going to be played by kea scodilerio and kea K-A-Y-A. Um, she was in Maze Runner. She was in Pirates of the Caribbean. And she was more recently in that movie Crawl, which Brandon and I, we were talking about earlier. And I actually really want to yeah. watch that movie. It looks Yeah, I did want to see it in theaters. And then uh, I missed it. And eventually I watched it at home. And it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. And it's a spooks movie with alligators. Neat. Uh, <laughs> no Deep Blue no, Sea. No, no, no. It's no not nearly that, that in depth. <laughs> like Deep Blue Sea is excellent. Great movie. Uh, this movie is a lot simpler. Like it's like a sh- somehow nice. small town girl ends up in a house. Hurricanes coming, tries to rescue somebody in the house, ends up trapped in a house while it's flooding with alligators swarming the house. That is that's your that's <laughs> okay. your little lay of the land for that movie. Yeah, um, Jill Valentine Brandon is going to be played by Hannah okay. John Kamen. And Hannah was most notably in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So she plays Ava slash Ghost. So I'm Mm -hmm. the bad person in that movie. She was also in Ready Player One and a couple episodes of Black Mirror. Mirror. So same. Yeah, so good. She is in... Actually, she's in one of the episodes that I didn't watch in Black Mirror. The playtest episode where it's the virtual reality one where it like preys on your fears. And I did not watch that episode because there were spiders. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen all of them. It's, I love that show. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, Tom Hopper is going to be playing Albert Wesker, and Tom Hopper is in Black Sails. He was also in Game of Thrones and um, Hell yeah, Umbrella he was. Academy. Luther, so he giant monkey man. Let's go. Oh, oh he's, he's like half gorilla, half human. Oh, cool. Next up, playing William Birkin is Neil McDowell. Um, if you got, if you see him, you'll know who exactly he is. Um, he's been in in a ton of movies: Minority Report, Captain America, just a, a ton of different things. He was in the newest Sonic the Hedgehog movie in Suits, all over the place. So he's he's pretty solid. I'm happy Beauty. with that casting as well. Chris Redfield is played by Robbie Amell, and that is. Josh Amell's brother, the guy who plays Arrow. Okay. And he is and he's from the Duff. Brandon, you ever watched you the know Duff? I've watched it. We got drunk and watched the Duff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah we so the Duff was actually way more delightful than it than it, it needed to be. Uh, but actually yeah. so I didn't realize that that was his brother. Uh you can also see him in oh they're on Netflix. It's like a horror movie series. There's two of them. They're called Babysitter. I think. Uh, oh, yeah. is he? I've never watched those movies. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. He's yeah, he's in the, in the trailer. We're like, uh, it's uh, it's really funny. Like, if you're interested in like a comedy kind of horror, not even horror at all, just a horror themed movie that's more of a comedy, and you like him as an actor, check out. It's I think it's called Babysitter, on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's finish this off. So then we have Avon Horgia in Avon. Orgia. And he was in Zombieland Double Tapped as well as the newer Shaft movie, which I haven't watched yet, but I'm, I very much want to. Um, Lily Gao plays Ada Wong, and Lily is known for her work in 
Kin, as well as The Handmaid's Tale. And rounding it all off... No, actually, I think that's it. That's that's kind yeah. of the main... All the main guys there. And there's many more to come. But solid cast. I'm very, like... A, they announced the movie, and they announced it with, like, a full cast list. And it's also going to be coming out in September, I believe. Holy shit, okay. That's kind of a stealth drop. I didn't even... Like, from going to not hearing about it to hearing about it and be like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's almost September done. 3rd. September 3rd. Yeah, so it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I'm really, I, I'm almost happy to see that there isn't one standout name that's like a super A-list or, or like, I don't know, a model that's never acted before. Like, it's actually people that, that can act that have done a lot of more minor roles, like never, never really anything standout. So everybody's looking, it's like college basketball. Everybody's looking to stand out and be the next great. So I think the actual like the acting level here could be exponentially mm-hmm. good. So I, I, which is really promising. Like, I don't know who doesn't love Res- everybody that listens to this show for a while. <laughs> of knows course. We love Resident Evil. We want to see this, this of game course. done. Right. And one, one, one final thing, Brandon to add here. Um, the movie itself mm-hmm. is also going to be written by Robert and Greg Russo, not the Russo brothers, which I initially thought, but um, Greg Russo and Robert Russo are actually the guys who are writing the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're very much into the video game world. So I, I have faith in these guys. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully then if they do a good job on this one, it'll even give me more faith for the Mortal Kombat movie that they're doing. Yeah, I can't wait for that movie. Obviously, there's going to be a review review coming in hot on Growing Up Gaming. But, uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm, very, I'm very excited about that one. Mm-hmm. I love me some nerd movies. Sick. All right, bro. So that was the news. That was that was the news of the week. It was, uh, it was a big... Like, I know, it wasn't a lot of big news, but it got a lot of talking points. <laughs> I know. Oh, well, it's good times. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brendan. So let's with that, let's jump over to Today in Video Game History. Okay, Brandon. So with Today in Video Game History, each week we look at the date that we're recording so right now we are recording on march the 22nd and we go through the games that came out on that day so brandon it's a good thing that we just got off the tales of resident evil because today is actually we're, we're gonna we i know we talk a lot about resident evil but this one's resident <laughs> evil original so oh. um when was it march 22nd 1996 25 years ago boy the 25th anniversary of the original resident evil launching in japan on ps1 brandon do you want to talk or do we want to skip over uh i think it's also just worth noting that man 96 was 25 years ago i know like someone born in 96 is a full-grown like fucking adult that's weird god (laughs) i'm old uh but yeah resident evil one honestly i've actually never played the full first one because i just couldn't get into the camera styles and tank just couldn't yeah I i just couldn't do it so uh yeah, I can't really say too much. I, I watched the story breakdowns to move forward, but it it started a fucking revolution, realistically. Yeah, spawned a, spawned a series of games that we know and love that are coming out. <sighs> fucking Village is coming out in May. The big lady will step on us all. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's coming out with, it came up with a whole billion dollar movie franchise. It came out with a new whole thing of reboots of movies that hopefully also does really well so we can get lots of them Mm -hmm. like that's it man it's 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 the granddaddy of them all uh how about you brandon brandon Mm -hmm. guess how much 
so this is like like you said this game kicked off everything right the whole resident evil series guess how much resident evil has generated not just the movies like i'm talking movies and games and just everything else guess how much it's made capcom oh movies games and everything considering yeah. the movies we just found out did 1.2 billion uh i am going to guess four and a half billion nine billion <laughs> damn i was wrong yeah, and that's not even Capcom's highest grossing franchise. Street Fighter <laughs> is actually Capcom's highest grossing with ten billion. So like Resident Evil is like right on its heels, but well, and to be fair, like with Street Fighter, you can't compete with the Street Fighter movie. Like that is just a timeless that in, classic. That, that brought in that brought in a billion itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> emotionally brought in a billion dollars. <laughs> um, and movie. so similar to you brandon so i didn't i've played resident evil one i didn't play a ton of it um again the biggest part of that is there's spiders and giant spider even even as a child like that was that was no bueno that was no go territory for me is also the reason (laughs) why i didn't play resident evil 2 as a child but resident evil 2 remake took away the spiders because they made their best game decision move ever um (laughs) (laughs) but if you do want to laugh watch the opening cutscene of this movie of this game it's so good it's so 90s it's like beyond 90s it's just this live action sequence of like them introducing the characters and everything about it is just so amazing i will post it in the show notes but please if you want to give yourself a lull um the voice acting of it everything about it is just so beautiful and so 90s oh yeah it's just watching rewatching that trailer oh and you sent it to me at the beginning of the opening scene that's a B movie that I might even pass on. Like it's uh it, that's a lie. I'd watch it. <laughs> Still. Um and but I will give the other the the last thing about this one before we move on is it does have that iconic the very very iconic scene where Jill walks into the room and you see the zombie eating the person and it's the first time the zombie turns his head to look at Jill and it still holds up. It's still cool. The zombie like looks great. I could imagine people back then like shitting their pants and just being like, "Holy crap!" Even though like this game is wildly outdated now, mm-hmm. um, it still brought to the table a lot of really cool shit. Agreed. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, on to the next Resident Evil game that came on, out today. So, yeah, that's it's a, I told you, Brandon. We're not fucking around here. Yeah. So on on the same day, March uh, March twenty second, two thousand one, twenty years ago. Resident Evil Code Veronica comes out in Japan on PS2. Yeah. Also, uh, never, never really played this one. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. Um, but apparently, I own it though. Do you? So apparently, <laughs> yeah. Code Veronica is supposed to be one of the, if not the best, Resident Evil games, especially the old school, like tank style Resident Evil ones. Okay. Um, it's supposed to be, like I said, like head honcho, really good. I do want to play it, but then I did take a look at the Code Veronica enemy list. And giant spiders. So, <laughs> we'll not be playing it. <laughs> so, you will hit a point where you shall not pass eventually exactly. in this game. So, I just can't do it. I can't I can't get myself invested into something. A, knowing that they're going to be coming at some point, And I just don't know when that point is coming. Mm-hmm. And B, like, I don't want to be like, this game is amazing. And then have to not play it. So, I just don't play it in general. Makes sense. Stupid spiders. One day, buddy. <laughs> we'll get over it. Um, but if you do have a Sega Saturn or PlayStation or any of those, I do highly recommend it. Um, and the story itself was actually adopted into a novel as well as a comic miniseries made by DC Comics. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe I'll read that. Maybe yeah. I'll read the novel. Yeah. Get like a story breakdown because like 
realistically, some of these games too, when they're this old, it is hard to go back and play them if the controls are just brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know, you get used to a certain way of life nowadays. Yeah. So. And also, I guess one one fun fact for you because I know you just finished Resident Evil Three Nemesis not too long ago. Yeah. But this game is also considered by a lot of people to be the true third Resident Evil. Oh. So this okay. game this game came about. I'll give you one more fun fact and then we'll move on. But this mm-hmm. game pretty much came about because they were attempting to port Resident Evil Two to the Sega Saturn and they couldn't. So instead, they did like, okay, fuck it, we'll just make you guys a brand new game for Saturn, and um, so that in so this game, so Code Veronica in Resident Evil Three, or the game that ended up being called Resident Evil Three: The Nemesis, was they were being made at the same time, and they ended up dubbing Resident Evil Three. Resident Evil 3 but um I think internally always the thought and always kind of the the anticipation of this game was this one was going to be the third one but then they ended up redubbing it as Code Veronica and um yeah technically the fourth game in the series but just not a numbered game so obviously then we had Resident Evil 4 after that but uh not Code Veronica yeah which actually probably is why I slipped through the cracks for me when I was replaying I kind of bought the package that that had all of the games in it i'm like all right what's the main numbered ones that i need to play through to get caught up on the story mm-hmm. so code veronica i'm like ah, it's not actually numbered it's probably not main story i didn't really look at it so yep apparently i was wrong coolio all right brandon so continuing on let me know if you want to stay or pass i think i know your answer yeah. but on march 22nd 2005 16 years ago God of War was released <laughs> on PS2. Oh, which yeah, everybody that uh, everybody that heard last week's episode about God of War three and how much we love that, you know how much we love the God of War series over here, and okay. this is the one that started it. The, Absolutely, the Ghost of Sparta is born in the in the fact where he is bathed in the ashes of his fucking wife and child, and then gets the huge stiffy for murdering the gods in which <laughs> he, he eventually does yeah yeah what's it called amy amy uh called me last week after listening to the episode yeah and she's like yo that god of war game sounds really cool she's like i want to learn more about this game i was like oh amy come come my child <laughs> <laughs> right this way let me show you <laughs> let me show you i'm going to uh i'm going to download the newest god of war back onto my ps5 and okay. um and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it with her and, and show her it because I oh, think she's gonna be like, yo, this game's fucking. Sick. You're gonna show her like the new new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should, oh man, you should give her like a. Like I think a, we'll do like, like a story. We'll, we'll probably watch. Yeah, we'll up. probably watch. I found a pretty good one. It's like half an hour long, and it goes through. It ties all the stories together. Okay. So we'll probably like good. watch that and then um start up God of War. Makes sense. That's probably a good way to do it. Because they are separate stories, but they're they're gonna tie they're gonna tie them somehow together. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're definitely they're definitely tied. But Brandon, let's get back to yeah, yeah, OG. Yeah. Let's get back to OG God of War. Why we are here? Mm-hmm. Um, so the story of God of War, obviously, like Brandon was saying, you play as Kratos, the ghost of Sparta. Um, he is a Spartan warrior that serves the Olympic gods. Um, pretty much, Kratos is about to die in battle and calls out to Ares and sells his soul to the God of War to defeat the barbarians, which he kindly obliges and does. So mm-hmm. Ares, in this very cool cutscene, just kills everyone and then gives Kratos the Blades of Chaos. So he like melts chains onto kratos's arms that wrap around his arms and now he has these really wicked blades yeah that spin in circles and like he can 
like shootout scorpion style and then spin around and like all kinds of shit. It's wild. Looks painful as hell though. Yeah. So like Brandon was also saying, pretty much Kratos gets tricked by Ares to kill his family. Um, and then the Oracle puts all the ashes on him and Kratos marks his revenge on these gods um athena comes to kratos and says hey can you go kill god of war and kratos says i will but only if you make it so that these nightmares go away Kratos uh, athena says yeah sure go ahead <laughs> yeah um and then he and then kratos embarks on his epic quest to pretty much this game it's him trying to find pandora's box um and pandora's box is the only thing that will give him the ability and power to kill Ares and kill a god exactly and in turn steal his powers yeah kind of fun factor i guess spoilers for the ending kratos does in fact kill Ares in a very dope ass battle Mm -hmm. where you get a cool sword and you grow huge and and fight Ares and kills him but then athena says lol jk you're gonna have to live with your nightmares forever (laughs) (laughs) lol the second betrayal (laughs) no wonder he killed the fuck out of all of them yeah um so kind of going to the game itself so the game sold 4.6 million copies um it is currently the 14th best-selling game on ps2 brandon i don't know if you want to play the same game that we did last week where you have to try and guess 14 is hard that's a hard guess yeah and also ps2 younger many many more years ago no i'm I'm not gonna embarrass myself again it is and continues to be hailed as one of the best video games ever made and it is highly praised for its graphics sound story and gameplay brandon i think we can both atone to that um currently sitting at a 94 percent on metacritic and it won game of the year for console game of the year action game of the year and game of the year like in general so just completely wiped up there brandon do you have any any kind of standout memories for for god of war and and what kind of jumps out to you when you think about the the madness that is kratos still when i hear it the thing i remember most is when they're doing that final battle and they're both probably what like hundreds and hundreds of feet tall yeah Yeah, they're skyscraper height and like way thicker than any skyscraper because they're they're just beefed up dudes and they're just fucking each other up and they're standing in a lake as i remember too yeah yep. just no problem like just extra scale the lake doesn't <laughs> even barely covers their feet like, it's like their just... ankles yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah man it's oh, it was so much fun i haven't played it in so long like the last time i played it was probably on ps3 mm-hmm. so it's i just as a whole the series manages to do like just stand out as graphics like we touched on a bit with god of war 3 last week and how god of war 3 graphics look like like better than a lot of ps4 graphics and these graphics on ps2 they looked amazing man like they they set like the bar for graphical standards at the time absolutely Uh, the even just the fluidity of the combat was like unseen of like the way that the way that it moves and although like yeah i know it's like the first it's the first game in the franchise so like combat wasn't nearly as honed as the other ones so you could pretty much get through the game by just doing square square triangle and just yeah. like crush everyone <laughs> yeah and, and just then like the two, in the two overhands yeah yeah um but it's still just so fun like mm-hmm. even just the start of the game man like it starts off when 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 kratos is just standing there and he starts off with the gods of olympus have abandoned me and mm-hmm. he jumps off of mount olympus 
and it's just like and then and then the narrator the very amazing i don't know actually don't know what her name is but she's awesome she does the voice of gaia in the in the later games um one sec i got it she she deserves a shout out her name is susan blanksley and she's done a ton of different work but she's just like she's a she's a a, she's a goat she's god Uh, (laughs) i'm a big fan of this woman she has a very lovely voice uh but either way and it kind of just goes from there where it's like after 10 years of suffering and death like he he knew he wouldn't escape his madness and then it kind of flashes back three weeks earlier like what a start to a game like this is the first game in the series no one knows what god of war is and it's just like from right away you're like who is this character and like what happened for 10 years and like these last three weeks that drove him to this like well, and wasn't it one of the first games, uh, well, apart from like old school Legend of Dragoon, but to do quick action button commands for in combat, like for yeah, boss fights the, and stuff? Yeah, all the, the, the quick time events um, were for sure played a big role in this game too. Which was genius because how many times in, in old school games have you fought, like say when you fight this giant ass Hydra and you're just hitting in the ankle over and over again and eventually it's like, oh God, my ankle, it's just been destroyed too much. I'm dead now. Where, like, God of War managed to do, like, no, 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 you've damaged it enough to, like, weaken it. Now you do a a cinema scene that you interact with, and if you do it right, you kill it. But you do it in, like, fantastically amazing cinematic ways that you could not do if you were controlling that character. But you still get that feel. Like, it really drove in a cinematic feel into combat. And that was a pretty standout thing. Absolutely. Um, I remember, I remember when I got this game and, and I was just so blown away by it, even just from the first level, like the one you were talking about with the Hydra Mm -hmm. and like just how freaking sick it was. And I remember calling like Mike over and and a bunch of my buddies over and just being like, you have to see this. Like you have to come over and just like (laughs) witness what happens when you witness, witness what happens when you freaking, um, uh, get a Cyclops's health down and you hit circle and it runs up and the quick time event comes and you rip his eyeball out and yeah. like just all that stuff again it was just so cool oh my god this game is sick yeah. <laughs> I would love to go back and replay some of those yeah indeed we should yeah. Uh, but yeah that was God of War anything else for God of War or shall we continue no, on think, this trip I down memory lane? let's all hit right, this cool memory yeah. let's do it so March 22nd 2009 12 years ago Pokemon Platinum comes out on the DS that's a pass. Pass, Coolio. Um, March twenty second, two thousand eleven. Ten years ago, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood comes out on PC. That was also a pass for me. Coolio. Um, March twenty second, two thousand eleven. Ten years ago, Crisis Two comes out on PC and Xbox three sixty. So that's uh, just a quick mention for me because I was actually a really big fan of the Crisis series. Yeah. Uh, starting obviously with Crisis One when it came out, it broke the like the internet because. No computer at the yeah. time could run it at max yeah. uh, max settings. Like the graphics were beyond good, and not to mention just the the, the cool kind of multi path uh, super powered dude thing, which is so cool. Like so, the second one they kind of narrowed it down a little bit, where they funneled the powers a little better, mapped them better for consoles, mm-hmm. and it was just one of the funnest, coolest playing uh, shooters ever. Like. I don't know, to me at least. Uh, Story wasn't anything special, but just the fact that you could switch on the fly between going for super speed and then, like, super powered, like, punches and, like, quick time change your powers and, like, go invisible and stealth and, like, disappear and take different paths and just, it was really cool. 
Wow. Cool. So worth mentioning, just uh, if you've never heard of the Crisis series, I don't even know if you can, like, where you can play them now, but I'm sure on, like, a I'm pretty PS sure it's still on. I'm pretty like sure that. it's still on Steam and stuff as well. Oh, computer, yeah, you could definitely still play it on computer. And yeah. now your run-of-the-mill, like, laptop can probably play Crisis 1 at max settings. <laughs> Actually, I think Crisis, I believe Crisis 1 just came out on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way in hell a Switch can run Crisis 1. Yeah, Crisis, like Crisis Remastered. Crisis Remastered just came out on Switch. It's a fucking like the game's from two thousand seven, and it's like Switch is like, don't worry, guys, hold my beer, I got this. <laughs> and it still probably looks like shit on the Switch compared probably. to PC, because <laughs> PC it was beautiful back in the day. But yeah. that's I'm all, pretty. Man. Like, I'm pretty sure they're making a Crisis Four as well, which I'm sure you'll love. I would love to see that series restarted, but. Like, oh, I can only imagine Crisis on PS5 with the Dual Sense, and just like really feeling the the super powered punches and and everything. Sick, Coolio. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. So, Brandon, continuing on, March twenty second, two thousand eleven, ten years ago, on the same day as Crisis, we got Lego Star Wars Three Clone Wars. Came out on PS3, Xbox three sixty, and Wii. Pass. P.S. Okay. Um, same day, 10 years ago, the Tomb Raider trilogy comes out on PS3. P.S. P.S. Uh, <laughs> 10 years ago, Brandon, same day, we got we got lots of collections. We got the Devil May Cry HD collection comes out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Just for the sake of the high note. P.S. But <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, DMC rules. Go play them. <laughs> yeah, it's a dope. That's a dope trilogy for sure. A dope trilogy. Um, okay, continuing, Brandon. So we got March twenty second, twenty sixteen. Five years ago, Bully, kind of the HD or like the 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 re not remake, but kind of yeah, a, a port of Bully comes out on PS four. Which, Mike, did you ever play Bully? I, not really. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those games. Of it. Man, people love this game. Like, it gets so much attention online where it's it's basically GTA, but you're like a little shit of a kid in, I think it's just not even high school. I think you're in elementary no, you're, school. No, 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 no. You're in like a prep school, like a boarding type school. Okay. Yeah. And you just play like a shit. Like, yeah, you're I trying to rise. You're trying to rise through the ranks of like the different like cliques and stuff at the school. So like through like the bullies, mm-hmm. the nerds, uh, preppies, greasers and jocks. And you're trying to to make your name like known in the school and and not get beat up by bullies (laughs) yeah like i never got into it i remember playing it back in ps3 days and i really tried because i loved grand theft auto yeah but i just never got into it i I didn't see the hype yeah um i never played it but it looks pretty cool and i know there's a lot of people that are really hyped up there's been some rumors that bully 2 is gonna be one of Rockstar's next uh, next games that are gonna be coming out. Oh, so man. I definitely would like to see the series come back. It has a pretty high Metacritic. It's at an eighty seven percent Metacritic, and it was a finalist for Gamespot's Game of the Year back in twenty six or two thousand and six, I should say. Shit. But it ended up losing to Gears of War. OG Which, Gears of War. Oh, Gears of War. Now that's a that's a something that started off like just just amazing first uh, introduction to a game. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ yeah that's like i I feel like gears of war has like that similar feeling like when i was just talking about god of war of like Mm -hmm. getting it and calling friends to be like yo you have to come and see this like you you won't believe the like how good this looks (laughs) oh especially just because it was a co-op game 
Like it was a mm-hmm. couch co-op game that was designed to incorporate a second player at all times. I love it. It's just such a cool world. All the dudes are like jacked up, steroided up all to hell, like super hyper macho man type of thing. And the story developed so well. The book series that ran perpendicular to the story to fill in the in between the games and add extra layers. Incredible. Like just and the the third one, man, just the way it wrapped up. Just oh, so fucking good. And then they decided to keep it going and ruined that kind of happy ending. But still. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Um, all right, we cool. Get more then gears. let's continue on, Brandon. So March 22nd, 2018, three years ago, Hyrule Warriors comes out on Switch. Now for the baritone. Pass. <laughs> fucking slave (laughs) all right brendan uh wrapping it up march 22nd 2019 two years ago sekiro shadows die twice comes out on pc ps4 xbox one and the marvelous unbeatable power of google stadia (laughs) (laughs) i hear it's big i hear i hear it's really gonna it's really just growing 2021's it's year brendan (laughs) yeah go get one Oh, man. Yes. Sekiro is... It won Game of the Year uh, that year for uh, at least IGN, I think it was. but It did. And it won... Uh, yeah, it won IGN. It also won the like Game Awards Game of the Year and Best Action Adventure Game. Yeah. it's Sek- Sekiro was incredible. Uh, Souls-style game. Same type of hardness, but like completely new take. Instead of upgrading weapons and trying to find... I don't know the difference between heavy weapons and small weapons and like different armor types. It really focused it on your gadgets. Like your sword is your sword. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's really yeah. no way to increase it. It's just you increase your skills. You get all these new types of gear. You go vertical. Like you start climbing shit and like sneak attacking people from above. And the parry system was for somehow you could parry pretty much anything. Like, massive 10 ton hammer coming at you would cut through anyone perry <laughs> just <laughs> you need guys yeah. that katana bro yeah can't fuck with the katana it was incredible nice. i played the shit out of it it's one of the only Soulsborne games that i loved that i didn't beat mm-hmm. uh, because i got stuck on this fucking boss that is a two-stage fight like the first time i fought him and the first fit stage was so fucking hard And eventually, once I beat that and I got to see that there was a second stage where he comes even harder and shoots lightning at you and you have to like perfectly bounce it back and all this other shit, I couldn't do it. And then (laughs) I I went past him and fought as far ahead as I could before it blocked me. And that's where I left it. Yeah, I went in uh, just kind of in preparation for the show um because i haven't played many of or like i've played many of the souls games but i just like i was like fuck these guys i'm, I'm not playing it like they're stupid um <laughs> but Sekiro was just the one game where i was like okay I, i'm gonna give this one a chance because like it feels like the one that for me at least i have the most interest in mm-hmm. and i thought I, I i thought i did pretty good in, in preparation for the show i went to go see like okay of how many bosses are there um i beat five bosses which i'm very oh, proud damn of. very very That's proud good of. but then I realized that in total, I'm guessing between all main bosses and side bosses, there's 53. So <laughs> I, did, I did not do as well as I expected. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of optional bosses in those 53 and stuff like that. Um, but I will give a shout out to our boy, Sean, because Sean has beat this game. And I'm very oh, proud of him for it. Good for you, Sean. Yeah. You go, Sean. 
<laughs> when I was prepping the show notes, he messaged me about the Raptors. And I was like, yeah, I was just thinking about Joe. We're talking Sekiro. He's like, oh, sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, it uh, that uh, I can't remember. I think I had a couple games on the go that I wanted to play too. And once I got stuck and I was just, I couldn't do it. And the game, games like this, I find are really hard to start and stop because you need to be perfect. Like you need to know the controls. Uh, and I knew if I was going to go back to Sekiro, I'd probably have to play it maybe probably three, four hours of just going through it to get reused to the world just to have a shot at going to be super fucking frustrated and mad at fighting this boss. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, not a no pause button does not work well with children. So that's a (laughs) that's a real tough, tough one. Yeah, we talked about that on a couple episodes ago. Yeah, yeah with that's, Demon that's Souls. No, no bueno for daddy time. Oh, yeah. Demon <laughs> Souls with a child? Oh, new levels of puckering. Let me tell you that. Yeah, until <laughs> until Luther's the one who is honing the controller. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have many years till he can uh, slay his first demon, that's for sure. I know. We're going to be such a proud papa when he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we're just going to grow up and just be like, Dad, video games are stupid. Why would you waste time with them? get out yeah (laughs) you are not my son (laughs) um so that was today in video game history and brandon that was our thursday extravaganza yeah buddy episode Episode 17 17 baby just before we're legal to do all kinds of shit baby we're voting (laughs) we're voting coming up Um, we're drinking in montreal we're making porn we're doing porn we're watching porn (laughs) We're going across seas, fighting for our country. We're doing everything but drinking in the States or renting a car. Imagine that you cannot rent a car before you can do everything else I just listed. Society's fucked. It's pretty wild that America is like, you can be a porn star, but you cannot go to Avis and and get the Hyundai. Yeah. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah. What what a world. Either way, um, solid episode. So like we were saying, um, we will be back on Sunday. So please tune back in on Sunday. That is the Sunday Funday Bonanza. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think it potentially may be the final Sunday Funday. We're going to go back. We're going to kind of, we've released three episodes now on Sunday. We're going to go and and take a look at some of the reviews and, and see if people like having kind of two two episodes split throughout the week or just one longer episode that encompasses everything. So we'll kind of go back. We'll let you know how that all kind of goes. But for now, there will be an episode coming out this Sunday. And like we said at the start of the show, if you guys do enjoy the show, please give us a follow on Instagram at Growing Up Gaming. You can always send us an email with some of your favorite video game memories at what's up at growingupgaming.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way for you to do that is if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you just have an iPhone in general, even if you listen to us on Spotify or anywhere else, um, head over to Apple Podcasts, find us. I'll throw the link in the show notes and um, and just give us a uh, uh, just give us a review either a star review uh ideally a star review with a comment and uh ideally a five star review with a comment <laughs> <laughs> yeah please know uh, one star your shit yeah <laughs> please um so yeah that's it i guess for me brandon you want to take us away brother uh for sure all right guys it's been fun you know how i feel we're 17 excited for 18 next week and uh yeah i don't know i think I'm at a loss for words. I just nice. had a, got a lot out today. It was nice. I hope you all enjoyed it. Hit us up on the socials. 
Let keep uh, sending us your community shoutouts. Yeah, uh, I do apologize. Last week's we did say that we were going to do the community shoutout, and it did not happen. So it got pushed. It got pushed. It got pushed till this week. So this coming Sunday, fun day. <laughs> we promise there is a community shoutout that is a juicy one. So it's a good one. Yeah. All right. All right, broskies and broettes, right. my fellow guggernauts, Brandon, you know what to do. Thanks for stopping by. 